Welcome to the Playing Injured Podcast, where we have conversations to help people turn their adversity into their advantage. Welcome to another episode of Playing Injured. Uh, I'm pumped to be bringing on Dr. James Perdue. Um, he's a motivational speaker, best-selling author, uh, podcaster, and a life coach. Uh, and I, first of all, I was just on James' uh, podcast, and he had this crazy countdown and uh, just a really well-done podcast, uh, The Professor of Perseverance. So I want you guys to, to go in and check that out. But um, James, I appreciate you coming on. Hey, I appreciate being on the top 2.5% top global ranking podcast with you playing injured. This is going to be <laughs> fun and awesome. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, it's it's been a fun journey to be able to just sit down and, and chat with, with brilliant people like yourself and, um, you know, I don't take it for granted at all, man. So, James, I, I, I want the folks to kind of hear your story and understand the 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 premise of your book, One More Play. Right. Uh, and so for me, I, you know, and, and for the audience, I would love for you to go back to kind of your childhood. Take us back there. Um, you were kind of the, the man of the house. Right. From what from what I remember. Yeah, I uh, I was one of them course, growing up and playing sports uh, like you. And I was one of them that thought I was invincible. Nothing was going to hurt me. Nothing was going to stop me. Everything was coming my way because I made it come my way. It was, a, but I thought it was invincible. So I remember riding around um, and we'll go with this, uh, but two weeks before my injury, my father died. My father died when I was 16. So I had to grow up and be the man of the family at the yeah. time too. And so, yeah, we, we weren't poor, but we were knocking on that door of being poor. So if uh, sometimes it would rain, the roof would leak. I would have to be on top of the roof trying to find the hole and patch it the best we can because we couldn't afford a, a roofer. In the winter time, 14 degrees, if our pipes froze, and sometimes it did, I had to get underneath the house, get the pipes thawed out and fixed so we can have running water in the winter. Uh, auto mechanics, things like that. We just couldn't afford someone to do it. So I had to learn to do it. So I had to grow up fast. So here I am getting invincible. Got to go to, uh, got a college scholarship because I wanted to be that baseball player to make that money so I could help my family. Right. Get my mom the new house, not have to worry about the plumbing and the roof. Get my family all new cars and everything. And again, my dad died when I was 16. So it used to be they had the thing called a mail order bride. I was going to get a mail order groom for my mom, and so uh, to help help her out with a, a new dad. And so uh, that, that that was my thing. Was playing baseball would get me out of the situation and help the family as well. So I got to be in college for two full weeks. Got to play one college game, and I was the only freshman that started. And the very next day. We were playing pickup game of football. No pads, no helmet, but we were playing tackle. And this was at college. This was at, at college. On the right? college campus, yes. All on right. the college campus. And you were a baseball, collegiate baseball player, right? I was a baseball okay. player, yes. Okay. Um, 
So, but they were playing, yeah, you know, just on the college green football. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've all played pickup football games. And so they were on the college green playing. I was playing, been out there probably two hours, and uh, my team got the ball back. And I said, hey, I'm done playing for today. We've been out here a couple hours. I need to get my stuff ready for class the next day. And so I walked out of the huddle. I got maybe 10 feet away from the huddle. And then I heard someone say, we need someone to run the ball. I stopped, turned around, and I said, all right, I'll come back for one more play, which is tied on my book. They hand the ball off to me. I bust through the line, broke a couple of tackles, scored a touchdown. And as I turned towards everyone, you know, turning towards everyone, putting the ball down. I saw something on the right side of me. I don't know what, what I saw. I just saw something. I felt contact up high at my shoulder, and then I heard a loud pop. And so I went to the ground. The loud pop, I thought, may be my collarbone had broken. And I tried to get up three different times, and that's when I realized what was broken was my neck, the vertebrae, three of them in my neck, and I was paralyzed instantly. Wow. That's, I mean, I can't even imagine because it, it, it's you leaving the huddle, right? I, I need to get everything prepared. It's almost like your, your, your gut, your spirit or that inner voice was like, Hey, it's time to go. Like it's time to go. Right. And um, then you got the other voices like, no, I, you know, I want to finish the game round. It's just, Man, I, I just can't imagine that. I can't imagine that. Wow. And, and so from there, talk to me about you not being able to get up and, and what that process is from there. Like what, what happens from there? Well, I'm laying on the ground. Fortunately, I wish there was some way I can find out some of these people that helped me that day and have like a 45-year reunion or whatever, you know, I mean, not 45, 38, 40-year uh, reunion for when I got hurt. Um, because one dude, he was going to school to be, I don't know what it was called in 1983. I don't know if it's called paramedics, EMTs, but he was going through that program. And all of a sudden, he's hollering at someone, run to my room and get my blood pressure kit, get my stethoscope, bring a blanket, bring me pencil and pad. And he's taking my blood pressure, trying to keep me calm from going in shock, writing stuff down to give to the ambulance people when they got there to help them. And so while he's doing all that, I, in my head, all of a sudden, I started thinking of a man that I met named JT. JT, my grandfather was in a nursing home, and I used to go visit him. And I was 12, 13, 14, 15 years old going to visit him. One day, I was going to visit my grandfather. All of a sudden, be two rooms before my grandfather's. I'm getting ready to pass his room, and all of a sudden, I hear someone say, Hey, buddy, can you come here for a minute? And I go in the room, and there's this younger guy. Of course, I say younger. What most people in nursing homes are 60, 70, 80 year, years old, 90 years old. This guy was probably in his mid-30s, and he's laying in bed over there. He said, can you hold that water for me so I can get a drink? And I see he's paralyzed from his neck down. And so I start thinking of JT, that I'm going to be in a nursing home paralyzed uh, at the age of 19. This is what I'm thinking when I'm laying there. And so they give me to the hospital. Uh, the injury's too bad that they can't handle what's got to be all done uh, where I'm at. So they send me back to Nashville, and I'm two hours away from uh, Nashville where I was at college. And so they verified what I already knew, that my neck was broken and paralyzed. Mm -hmm. And the doctors uh, told me, I said, because uh, I remember asking the doctor, I said, I said, how bad is this? And he said, 
bad enough you'll never walk again, possibly not move anything from your neck down. So that, that was the first night hearing all that. And so was it painful? Did you have, a, was it a lot of pain? What was going through that, that process? It wasn't a lot of pain right here where the bone got broke on my right side. And I guess because it hit from the right side, I guess I could feel some pain, but other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of pain. And so that, that is wild. And so the doctor told you, Hey, you, 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 you never walk again, may not even be able to move from the neck down. Um, emotionally, can you remember what that felt as a 19 year old, right? One that's on top of the world, college athlete. I know what that feels like. You, you finally get to college, you're an athlete, you got this ego, right? You got a lot ahead of you. You have this dream of playing professional baseball to help your family out. What is that emotional state like? Well, while I was laying on the ground thinking of JT, I also all of a sudden it hit me realizing that I would never play baseball again. And I started crying. And then that's when the guy, he's going, oh, you need to get, don't go into shock. You need to calm down and take, you know, and everything. But yeah, on the ground, it finally hit me that uh, I'll never play baseball. Now, earlier I said, you know, I've, I always felt I was invincible growing up. Even when the doctor told me I would never walk again, I still felt because it's me, I would work so hard and dedication, determination, and focus everything on getting better in the wheelchair. I know I'd never play baseball again, but I was going, I'll walk, you know, may not be able to run. And so actually we did our own physical therapy at home. Uh, I was in the hospital for three months. And then as soon as I left there, I went to rehab in Birmingham for a month. Then when we got back to the house that where I live, we started our own physical therapy doing things. And we actually got where I was able to stand up without holding on to anything. I could walk with the walker for 10 minutes. And that 10 minutes, I felt like I run a mile. But uh, I could walk with the walker for 10, 10 minutes. So I tell people, I made a liar out of the doctors for 10 full minutes. It's just the other 23 hours and 50 minutes, they were correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I love that. I love that. First of all, that mindset, right? I See, for me, I thought you were going to say, hey, I was defeated, this and that. But you had this mind, you had the mindset of the opposite, right? You was like, you know what? It's me. I I can get through this. I, I'm going to walk. Nobody's going to tell me. What, what does that mindset come from? And do you feel like you, you still seem to still have that mindset of, I'm not going to let thing, this defeat me. I'm not going to let anything defeat me. I'm going to continue to progress. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how I inherited it. Uh, I know God put it into me to do this, but he puts all this in all of us. But for some reason, this flourished, you know, to be able to fight hard and persevere. Because how many people we know that uh, back down and coward don't even try in life. And so um, so I know we've all been given the same materials, just for whatever reason, this flourished on me. And I couldn't tell you, you know, just watching my grandfather work hard, watching my mom and dad work hard. My dad dying here as a single mother raising me, man. I tell people that disabled people are special to me because they do so work so hard to get where they are in life. But single mothers are the top of my list on being the strongest and persevering because they know they got to raise the family. They got to get them out to a better life, man. Just so, so watching my mom, you know, she's been a big, big key 
growing up, watching how she handles everything. Now, don't don't this don't throw this into a fake falsehood thing. I went through a depression. Yeah. The first five years of my injury as well, where yeah. I tried to hide it in front of everybody that would say, how you doing, James? I'm good, man. How are y'all today? But then when they're gone or I'm in bed, then I'm in this depression. And I didn't realize how depressed I was until I got out of it. Mm. And then I realized how bad it was. But it took me five years. But during the five years, I still tried to exercise, tried to walk, went back to school, quit school, went back to school, went to 18 different rehabs in five years trying to find that cure to walk again. You know, and so finally, the last one I went to, I, it, it ended up being a lie in life. At the time that I said it, I didn't mean for it to be a lie. But when we come back the last time, I went to 18 places. None of them could really help me. And I told my mom, my brothers, told myself, not that I'm quitting trying to walk again, but I need to put it on the back burner. Because if I'm going to have a life, I need to go back to school and get a degree. Because I don't know a lot of people that are doing doing much of anything disabled, not having some piece of paper to help them. And so it ended up being a lie because once I put it on the back burner, I've never been to a rehab to try to help me walk again. Now mm-hmm. I've been to rehabs to help learn to transfer or to get my arms stronger. So it ended up being a lie, but at the time it wasn't a lie, a lie. <laughs> right. So, so, okay. That, now that makes, okay. So you said you were kind of depressed for about five years and then you didn't realize that you were impressed, uh, depressed until you got out of it. Do you think that was just you accepting the adversity? Like you had acceptance so that finally you, you were finally able to have heal. accepted everything. Right. Yeah. See, and now we're getting into uh, teaching my ABCs there, Josh, a accepting adversity, just like you said it. All right. So my ABCs I teach is we've, accept the adversity going on, then we can start healing quicker mm-hmm. and moving on in life. Then B in my ABC, B is begin to battle. How do we begin battling? We talk to people that have been through what we're going through. They've already been through it. They can give you insights on how to get through it. At the end of our fingertips, the internet, we can research now what we're going through and how to get out of it. There's organizations, coaches, mentors, associations that can help you get through what you're going through. So now we begin our battling by gathering this information and support group. And then C and ABC is now let's go conquer the challenge. We got everything. Mm-hmm. Let's go conquer it. Now conquering doesn't mean I have to walk and it's all or nothing. And I lose if I don't walk. Now it's conquer the challenge. What's the challenge to live a good life, the mm-hmm. best as possible. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a great way to think about it. Um, it, it's so remarkable. Every, every, um, guess I've had, they go through some type of adversity and they've told me different ways they've got through it, different things they've learned, different acronyms that they use. ABC is the, the most simple, but most, um, but very, very powerful way of looking at adversity, right? It's, hey, I tell him all I got to do is think of Michael Jackson singing ABCs. Yeah, right? <laughs> he, he didn't go no further in ABC in the in the song. It's ABC one two three ABC. Yeah. Didn't go all the way to Z. Just ABCs. Yeah. You just remember him. Yeah, and so um, 
you know, I've more and more I've learned is that, you know, you don't necessarily go around obstacles in life. You actually go through them. Right. And um, you learn things from them. Um, the, the, the adversity, the obstacles actually create who you are and create something powerful that you can give to the world. And um, I, I think you've done that. The, the professor of perseverance. And when I think of perseverance, I think of um, like we've talked about earlier um, about all these legitimate excuses, right. That we have, Um, you have a lot of legitimate excuses to not continue to be an entrepreneur, to not continue to be a life coach and a motivational speaker and a best-selling author and win all these different awards that you've done. Right. How do you not let these legitimate excuses get in the way um, of you continue to live the life and, and conquer, um, live the life that you want to live? Let me tell you, I call it a funny story, even though it was a serious event when this woman approached my mom. She lived across the street from us, and mom was talking about the, James, I want to go back to college, and he wants to get out to go be a teacher and a coach and everything. And the woman across the street, she's elderly. And she says, why would he want to do that when he can just stay at home and get a disability check? And I said, mom, how am I going to live off $500 a month? Then it was only $500 a month. And I, when I first got hurt, I said, I can live off $500 a month and buy a house and car. And so, but this woman here, she's being elderly. I don't know if that has something to do with it, but she was, and I know she was trying to think it's what's the old thing. It's, the uh, bird in the hand is better than two in the bush, you know, right. it's better you got the $500 coming than not knowing if anything. And we talked about this earlier. Uh, we're designed to be comfortable in life. Mm-hmm. And so if I could have easily just stayed comfortable, live with my mom the rest of her life and she's still living and, and just get this check coming in, or I can go what I don't know, what I don't understand, finish this degree, see if I can get a teaching job and then see what happens from there coaching. And yeah, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to live in the comfort zone. I want to go and push myself the best. Okay. Cause once we, once we get through an adversity, a challenge, a difficulty, we realize how strong we really are. And then we use all that information to prepare us for the next things coming in life. Cause you know, it's coming. Life is not easy. Life's not going to be easy. Uh, some people, go through more tragedy than others, which is sad because some of it's brought on because we are, we want it. You know, we know if we do certain things with the possibility, some of it's brought on through other environment, other people, you know, I tell people, you know, the day I was playing football, I'm just playing endless game football. One guy took the game more serious than I did that day. All right. We go to church one day. What if you get hit by a drunk driver? You're doing the right thing going to church. You get hit by a drunk driver. So now we have to suffer their consequences. Mm-hmm. Okay. From there. So, but again, uh, to me, it's just, I got to go forward. I got to go do something that's, I just can't stay idle. And I, I want to do the best uh, that I can. To, and that way I can help other people later on. Here at Plain Injured, we value mental fitness and giving folks tools to persevere through anything in life. 
If you struggle with brain fog, fatigue, or staying focused, I want to present to you the latest biohacking tool called Magic Mind. It's an amazing productivity drink. Look, I've been drinking Magic Mind for the past few weeks, and I've noticed a difference in my level of focus, the momentum that I feel throughout the day, and it's helped me feel more successful and conquer my calendar. Magic Mind is the world's first productivity drink. It's different than an energy drink or a coffee-based drink with minimal caffeine and all-natural ingredients, helping you fight off procrastination, brain fog, fatigue, and some ADD symptoms. After about three to seven days of continuous use, it's easier to get into a flow state and be more productive. Magic Mind has a special offer for our listeners. Head over to www magicmind.co forward slash injured and use our promo code injured for 20% off. Visit www.magicmind.co forward slash injured and use our promo code injured for 20% off. Yeah, 100%. You you, you didn't allow um, your own experience to not allow you to go through it and then eventually help others. I think, I think that's so key. I think um, a lot of people have this excuse itis. That's a, I've been reading the, the, the magic of thinking big. And in that book, uh, I think everybody should read it. Um, they, they talk about excuse itis, right? We all have legitimate excuses. I'm too young. I'm too old. Um, I'm not smart enough. And these are just things that we tell ourselves to remain comfortable instead of going out of our comfort zone and actually attempting to, to do great things. Um, and so legitimate or not, the excuse um, won't help you reach the life that you want to live um, and eventually conquer that adversity that you're looking to, um, to yeah, conquer. That, that's a good book, uh, Magic Think Big. Uh, David, I forgot who is it, David? I forgot who the guy is. Yeah, I can't is. remember his name either. But, uh, yeah, His first name is but David. But, uh, yeah, that uh, Magic Think Big is a, is a good book. Yeah, I have a copy of it here at my house. Man, and, and and that's and that's what it's all about, right? At the end of the day, James, you still have the most powerful thing. You you know, hey, uh, like you mentioned before, you know, not being able to walk for long, but you have to still have the most powerful thing that was given to you, and that is your mind. That is the way you think, and that can take you further than you ever imagined. Um, but it can also hold you back because it is powerful. And so, if you use it to hold you back. It's very powerful enough to hold you back and not allow you to move forward. But if you can use that's it the, to take you where you want to go, that it, mindset is, that mindset's neither going to get you a half a billion dollars or live off food stamps. Yeah, yeah, and and, and James, man, like I'm reading, you know, I got some some accomplishments written down of, of things you didn't let stop you, um, and, and you've been uh, profiled on the hero's journey. You've been on ABC, you've been on CBS, you've been on Fox News, you've been on NBC, um, you've been, uh, you've aren't earned all these different awards, you've coached uh, a girls basketball team to a state title, you, you've done all these different things to continue to help people and persevere and not allow um, things that you that you're going through or that you've gone through to stop you from helping others. Um, and so... Uh, it's just admiring to see. Um, and I knew I had to get you on the show to share your story for others to hear. Uh, cause you have an amazing uh, and I really appreciate that, Josh. So being on your, your uh, podcast and everything again, 
really appreciate you. You reached out to find me. Uh, I did. So I, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you doing that. So let me tell you a quick little story. As um, a boy, I coached in baseball. Before I got into teaching coach, I was coaching our local Babe Ruth team. And uh, now this boy, he's grown, got his own family, working in a good job and everything. I saw him one day, and I was one of them. Was in, you know, we're going to get – in life, we're going to get depressed. So yeah. Yeah. just get in it. Get, well, a friend of mine, Jan, her father, father said, it's okay to visit Pityville, but it's unacceptable to move in. All right? Because when we get in depressed, if we could look and see – where we were and how far we come in life and we'll get out real quick. Okay. But this, a uh, gentleman that I coached in baseball when he was 13, 14, 15, he's, he, he's working and everything. I saw him one day and I was in one of them moods. I just felt like I wasn't doing anything. And then, uh, he said, he said, coach, he said, if you don't do anything the rest of your life, he said, what you taught me and other people when you had in baseball, you've done your, your lifetime's work. He said, you just relax and don't worry about that. It just made me just think of things totally different again. You know, it goes back to we don't have to know who's watching and who we're helping because people are watching you and people are going to learn from you and they're going to want to be like you to get over certain situations. And so, yeah, once he brought that back to me again, I don't have to know who I'm helping or not help or you know, in, in, in the future, whatnot, that, uh, I am helping. And so that's, that's, that's my main thing. Now I'm older. I just want to help the younger people to be able to handle life and have a better life. Yeah. I, and, and, and that, that story, I, I love that story. Right. Because what it reminds me is that when you do, when you are going through things and you do feel down, the best thing you can do is go out and help others. Right. Um, the, the more value you add, the more valuable you feel and being able to, to add value to others will always put you in an amazing mood. It will, no matter what, yep. no matter what. So James, where can people follow you? Where can people learn more about you? Um, you have an amazing story. You, and then you have another book coming out as well. I, I would love for you to, that you're working on. I would love for you to mention that as well. Well, um, I hadn't finished it quite yet, but um I'm, I'm near finishing i'm not sure if i got the exact title yet but uh, i'll plug it as we go along uh in a different way but the uh, main thing if you just put in professor of perseverance you'll find my podcast you'll find facebook you'll find my instagram you, you'll find all the social media from there and uh, reach out say hello and tell me to uh, listen to me on the uh plane injured with josh and uh we'll say hello together so, uh, so, yeah, it's just put in Professor of Perseverance, Google it, and we'll we'll be there. Great, James. Uh, you add a lot of value today. Um, I, I just, man, yeah, your story is amazing, man. And I'm, I'm inspired by it. And um, like I said, you, you, you got me going. You got me going. Uh, you gave me a call. Uh, a lot of people don't know me and you. We actually recorded another episode this summer, maybe, right? It's probably this summer. And uh, we just had some technical difficulties, but I think, uh, you know, timing is always perfect. And I think this will be uh, well needed during this time. So I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on and everybody else. Hang in there. Hang yes, in sir. there. As we say, as we say in the South, hang in there, hang in there like a hair in a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
Thanks, James. Our brand design and strategy is by Tessa at fivefootstudios.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at fivefootstudios. Our music is by Lakey Inspired. Go ahead, subscribe so that you never miss an episode and click the five stars to give us a rating. And most importantly, 